Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, hello. Uh, so happy to uh, spend another evening with you. I am broadcasting live from the Copernicus Center on the northwest side in Jefferson Park. If you're not familiar with the area, it's right at Lawrence and Milwaukee Avenue. And it's kind of fun to be here because I, when I was a kid, I used to go to movies here. So it's kind of a thrill to now uh, have an opportunity to uh, broadcast from here because tonight is the 45th Ward Aldermanic Forum. And we're going to be hearing from six candidates that uh, want to lead this community, which, by the way, just happens to be my community. It's also the award where WCPT Radio is. Uh, I think we're expecting a pretty good crowd. This is a uh, has been a, a race that's gotten quite a bit of attention, if you are familiar with um, <laughs> what's been going on on the northwest side. Uh, you know that it's been colorful, to say the least. So I'm excited to hear what the candidates have to say. Uh, full disclosure, I have been working with uh, with Susanna Ernst, who's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, so I decided not to interview the candidates because I won't be able to give them all fair time on the air. I can't interview six candidates tonight. Uh, but I also thought I should let folks know it's a public record that uh, I've been helping her out. And uh, But, I, you know, I'm just looking forward to hearing what all the candidates have to say, what their ideas are for leading our community um, going forward. So we are, again, we're live uh, from... Copernicus Center, and uh, I can't. I for, unfortunately, we're having a little bit of a technical issue because the microphone on my equipment is not working. So I'm broadcasting from the lobby of the Copernicus Center on my cell phone. Hopefully, we'll get this straightened out during one of the breaks. So I can interview a few of the folks coming in to the the, the venue. Uh, a little bit of background on Copernicus Center, um, just from my own uh, perspective. When I was a kid, this is where we used to go and see movies. This is the Gateway Theater, um, originally, at least uh, I think for like since the 1920s. And this was where I saw Star Wars when it came out in 1976. And the beautiful thing about the Gateway Theater is that it has this beautiful starry night ceiling. And imagine being six years old and this movie begins where you can see the, the you know, your space. You also feel like you're in space because of the incredible feeling. Uh, so I'm really excited uh, to be here today. It's become the uh, Polish uh, Heritage Center here on the northwest side, named now after Nicholas Copernicus. And if you come into the lobby, you'll see incredible paintings. Uh, they've redone the entire interior of the theater. And the the movie theater part of it looks pretty much the same as it did when I was a kid. So uh, really thrilled to be here. We're going to have some uh, some tables set up for folks. Who are uh, 
who are um, going to let you know about things in the community, such as the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. In a little bit, we'll talk to Meryl Miller, who is uh, the uh, the driving force behind our incredible Jefferson Park Sunday Market. And uh, and then we are going to um, going to hear from uh, candidates for aldermanic races in other communities. And uh, I'm trying to nail down uh, a interview with uh, Brian Nadig, who uh, runs our local newspaper. But I'm guessing he'll be pretty busy running around a little bit. So I think that uh, uh, here, let me take a look. My friend, uh, my good friend Jerry, and collaborator on the show, Jerry Walsh, he is uh, sharing the information. So I have all the details. Uh, we're gonna we're here at the Copernicus Center for the 45th Ward Aldermanic Forum, and we're also going to talk today. To the, a candidate who's running in the 24th ward, Vitress Boyce is going to be joining us around six o'clock. So we're excited to hear about her community and uh, and what she is running on, what her platform is, what her message is to constituents, and what it's been like to run uh, in an automatic race. Because uh, I I do not envy any of these folks. It is a uh, it's a hard uh, battle to take on. You've got to you know hit the ground running. You've got to make sure you introduce yourself to voters. You've got to raise money. Uh, you have to elevate your visibility and uh, in order to get your message out there. You've got to make decisions about, like, do I send out a, a bunch of mailers? Do I get a, have I got enough volunteers to make sure we go door to door? And we are already in early voting. So a lot of people, you know, are, are making sure that people want to know where their polling places are, uh, making sure that uh, folks are getting out to vote. You know, one of the big uh, efforts is also to make sure folks are registered to vote. So that's where we are right now. I'm going to take a quick break and see if we can settle up with some of our uh, tech issues here. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to get on our headset so we can interview some of the guests on location. We'll take a break here. You're listening to Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez. We are sponsored by Monaco Brewing. Visit the Patty Vasquez show page and find out where you can pick up a progressive brew in your area. Uh, we are uh, so thrilled that there are so many great Chicagoland uh, locations that carry the progressive brew. My favorite, of course, is the Kamala Stout, but I do love the choice seltzers, including uh, their lime and grapefruit and proceeds do go to Personal Pack of Illinois and Plant Parenthood to support reproductive rights. We also want to thank our friends from Kids Above All, a, an organization that helps kids reach their potential. So find out how you can support their mission to help families and support communities throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to kidsaboveall.org. Again, that's kidsaboveall.org. And we also want to encourage you to check out our friend Warren Price at European and U.S. Car Service. Visit europeananduscarservice.com, europeanduscarservice.com. And uh, he's over at 4080 North Broadway. If you've got something wrong with your car, he's the guy to call. So let's take a break here. We'll come back and hopefully yes, square away some of our tech issues. More after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Hello, hello. I think we are all set with our microphones and our headsets, and uh, we're going to check in with uh, Jerry Walski, who's joining me uh, in the... Uh, you're not hearing the station? You're not hearing it? Hold on a second. Let me get... Uh, I'm going to crank it up for you, and let's see. No, I don't hear you either. All right, we have to figure that, we'll have to figure that one out as well. All right, let's see what happens. You don't hear the station either? We're doing this. Oh, wait, hold on. Stand by. Okay, it might be too loud. Ready? How's that? I hear I hear you. Nothing. You don't hear the station? Well, you can hear me? Yeah, I oh, can good. hear you. Oh, Hi, can... Jerry. Hello. Oh, that's good. Hold on. How's that? Oh, no? here we go. We're yeah. getting there. There we go. 
Okay, okay. deep breaths, Jerry. Wow. Jerry, uh, you were amazing. <laughs> you, folks, you should see what she was doing. She carried out a whole conversation on her knees, looking at a thing here, flipping over there. She ordered a hot dog from the concession stand. She see, was amazing. Okay, to be fair, I was telling Jerry just before we went live about how bad it was at my former radio station. Yeah. Like, uh, like nothing really frat. Like, I'm just right. like, oh, okay. No, this, you were. I was like, okay, this is happening now. And then oh, Matt God. on the fly is like, oh, wait a minute. I know. I know what happened. I'm on the phone calling 911. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling the Russian station at the <laughs> Anybody there? Look at that. You were, wow. Emer- here, have a seat. We both were oh sweating gosh, a lot you, there. Oh, wow. Okay, well, Jerry. at least we know we didn't break anything either. That, yes. that, that's helpful. Yeah, that was my first thing. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I am very much like, yeah. oh, it wasn't my fault. Right. So for folks who are listening, tuning in right wow. now, we are at the Copernicus Center, and this equipment was at the mayoral forum. So my guess is it was set for totally. uh, different inputs and things like that. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that Matt will explain it to me later. But now I know how to get my microphone back online. Yes. And here we are. Well done, young lady. And also, the other thing is, uh, I was supposed to tell you that you uh, were supposed to remind me not to bend over in this skirt. Oh, uh, Lordy. So oh. oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm like crouching Don't, on the it's, ground. It's, it's, they're just filing in, not quite yet. Well, so the it's, reason okay. it's your responsibility okay. is I happen to be wearing my favorite pair of tights, oh, which, are my, which are my boot tights. Oh, Lordy. Okay. So, are, so I'm responsible somewhat, oh, no. right? Look at you. You got something going it's on. It's the equipment. Yeah, I, I got was, you. I was, well, uh, I got, you know, a guy. I, you I, got, I got a guy. A guy. Yeah, exactly. these, you guys, these are the best tights, especially in the wintertime, because the reason they're called boot tights is because the feet, the little footies, yeah, are like there's, socks. There's uh, an ankle, a uh, performance ankle sock. A performance yeah, ankle exactly. sock. I performed. Moisture wicking. <laughs> everything. Yeah, exactly. I was sweating everything. Oh, yeah. Everywhere they, there for they a few minutes. Really well. That was a lot. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're very, they're actually like, um, actually like dance tights too, so they're really, really. Yeah. The, Their denier is really, I used to know all the these de- words. I'm sorry, oh, the what year? Denier. <laughs> like, yeah. What I is, could talk gusset and everything denier? I do, and I used to know this stuff backwards oh and forth. Denier is like how thick it is 100% okay. denier, okay. Uh, 80% denier. Uh, like, pantyhose are like 6% denier. denier. Th- thin. Th- okay. It's a thinness and a thickness. Well, the reason wow. I love these. Thank is, you for calling Hosiery yes. 101 here at WCPT. <laughs> what are your hosiery yeah, questions? Uh, <laughs> what's the, num- the amount Jerry of spandex? Jerry talks hosiery. Yes, the nylon content. We'll be talking gusset. It's the next half hour. <laughs> I would really, that would no, be exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited That's about a that. So these, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep talking about the boot tights okay. because Please these do. have like a pattern on them. They're like stripes. Exactly right. Um, and they're super. I'm trying cute. to remember what that one was called. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, it was a cable net. I think. Well, it's, it's almost got like a little cable? bit of lace in between, there, yeah, and then yeah. like these stripes. Yeah. In be- I, now you have to come to the Copernicus Center and just exactly check out my right. tights without you bending over. I'm, I'm in charge <laughs> I, of you. Not okay. You are in charge of of that as well. There's no floor show here, folks. It's going to be on the stage with all the all the people. Yeah, uh, candidates. People have been asking me if I'm uh, if I'm doing anything for the forum, like moderating. Mm-hmm. Justin Kaufman, oh, yeah. from uh, Axios and formerly uh, of WGN Radio, mm-hmm. uh, will be the, the moderator for this. Uh, you had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right? and, and there's going to be six candidates now. Uh, by the way, we haven't had a chance to talk about the fact that people are talking. Uh, in regards to how wonderful our mayoral forum was mm-hmm. in comparison to the, let's say, crap show. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, because that's actually a quote from Greg Pratt from wow. the Chicago Tribune. He called it an S show. Right, there you go. Uh, because there were, so there were all, there were all nine candidates on stage yeah. for WGN's broadcast. And it was at Simons High School. So it's a pretty big right. venue for that. We had, uh, we sort of had a, a really nice venue mm-hmm. for yeah, that was a good size. at Morningstar yeah. Auditorium. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there were people heckling Brandon Johnson. I heard that. I was listening to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's it, crazy. It, it was, and he kept his cool. But it, it, even wow. if, and you and I both know, 
You know, people always get mad at us for, like, not being, you know, you should be able to handle hecklers. And it's like, I didn't work on my craft to have nonsense thrown at me. Exactly. And, you know. It's not part of the writing process and and, and the storytelling process to all of a sudden figure out, okay, at this point I can go back at somebody or have something in my to pull out and knock this person down. It's just And these are candidates. Like, look, I, 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 and I'm I'm torn about when it's actually an elected that's being Mm -hmm. yelled at because. uh, Very true. Right? Because it's protest. To a degree, it's like oh, it's like an open micers. They're, yeah. they're, they're not full. You know what I mean? For using the same yes. analogy, they're like open micers. They're yeah. not full fledged uh, politicians yet. They don't even have them. a job yet. Exactly right. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're trying out. Them, you know. It's like being in an right. interview, exactly. and someone calls, you know, jumps in, is like yeah. yelling at you yeah. while you're trying to give your answers. Exactly, right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So they're just trying to do their three minutes to, st- <laughs> you exactly. know, wait for that light to come out in the back. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I I can't even imagine uh, oh, that, that. You know, and Lourdes yeah. uh, Duarte did a great job of trying to keep everything on track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't heard... Uh, I, well, and, I mean, and you guys did such a great job with the WCB deal. And Joan, oh my what gosh. a trooper. I mean, what a unbelievable... I was just telling someone today, I, I did a, uh, an interview for... Oh, I did an interview called uh, on a podcast called Coffee with Democrats. Oh. There, you guys... We need to see if we can carry this show in Oklahoma and other places where there exactly. are progressives. To, yeah. Oh. Let them know they're not alone. Yeah, that's how, what they said. That's they were it. like so thrilled to talk to me about it. Hi, Meryl. Uh, we're going to talk we're, to you in we're, just we're, a few moments because yes. uh, we had some tech issues. Uh, Meryl, Meryl yeah. Miller is going to join us in just a few minutes to talk about the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. I think Brian, how do I say Brian's last name? Don't tell him I don't. Natig? Natig? Is it Natig or Natig or Natig? Natig. Natig. Okay. Natig. There we go. <laughs> He changed it recently. I've been. I, I used to deliver that paper, and I still like question how do you say. Well, that's native, why you no longer native. deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody could keep a job back in the day. I got fired, <laughs> summarily fired. Do you want to jump on? Is it easier for you to jump on now because you have to do some work, Meryl, or are you good till till five thirty? Are you good to wait a little bit? Wait a yeah. No, yeah, right, there's nothing yeah, happening you yet. You look like you're pretty laid back. You're okay. Part okay. of me kind of wishes that I had set up like right when people come in the door. No. Yeah, but no, we don't no. want, yeah. What? They'd be pulling plugs we don't, and stuff. We don't want Patty to be the first thing some people in this neighborhood see. Not for <laughs> nothing. There's a couple of folks. It's cold. Oh, it's cold by oh, the it's door. Cold. Yeah. It's just, That's there, there a you good go. point. There yeah, you go. Very All good right. point that it's going to be cold. Yeah, oh, the doors are going to be open. From the woman who's in charge of the outdoor mar- <laughs> market, she knows. Yes, but well, we're, we're actually having the market right here I know, on amazing. Sunday morning, opening at 10 o'clock. And uh, folks can come by. Our friend Cheryl from Ooh, Schoolhouse exactly. uh, Schoolhouse Kitchen what is going to be here. My new best be friend. The whole she community does and everything. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're going to have, well, Meryl will tell us she's going to be here mm-hmm. in just a little bit. But we have, uh, I'm so excited to be doing this. Oh, I should check and see oh. if we have any texters, too. Uh, Lady B, feel free to let me know if anybody you calls in. Is that going during the whole thing? Uh, what? You, you're up I can and do everything. I know. I, was, I saw you. I th- <laughs> I thought you were like emailing somebody. I'm like, no. why are you doing homework? I'm like, let's. Well, that was wow. what was so sad was that Lady B was like texting me stuff, and I'm yeah. like, I'm on the phone. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're trying to communicate right. with me. I'm calling the, the regular line too. I'm, I'm broadcasting like, this I'm like, show right like, now. Can you do you want to win tickets? I'm like, no, I'm here. We're trying to. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, we have a couple of uh, new folks that we're, we're going to be giving away some stuff uh, starting next week. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, oh, oh, a few gift it, cards to give exactly. away. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, next week's going to be uh, brown sugar. Uh, uh, yes. Right. Yes. 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 Brown sugar. I'm yes. very excited about that. Uh, I, I'm trying to set up our tech screen as well while we're here. Yeah, well done. And uh, so, oh, are this you? This is cool, man. I this is. Have you not been in the I lobby? Did, I've been, but just, not, not so not much hanging empty. out here. Yeah, Usually, exactly. Right, exactly. We're kind of nice. And in fact, I think we ducked out early the last time we got so we can yes. go belly up some place. Yeah, we went to we went to Rex's Tavern, which, which is, is where everybody wound up going. Afterwards. Oh yeah, that yeah. was also yeah. a sea show. A yeah, we show. got 
the first, yeah, we, we were the first ones there. <laughs> we were. If only we had been the first ones to leave. Yeah. We probably would have been a little bit safer. Yeah, exactly. But we, uh, we are excited to see uh, what kind of a turnout we have. Now, you mm-hmm. live in this neighborhood. I walked over here. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I walked, yeah that's, and, uh, and you moved. I'm new to it, you, yeah. Right. I, I've never lived. I mean, I've lived, I lived in Lincoln Park prior to this, and I, but I grew up in the suburbs, and then I've lived in California and Tennessee, but... Um, and you know, at Lincoln Park, I was there for about two or three years, but this is more of a, you know, a neighborhood. I love, you know, and in the yeah. community and it's just, you know, and Andy's Polish deli. And like I said, I'm, I look like everybody. I hang out with everybody. It's Do you cool. still head over to Andy's for, oh, for I'm soup? Oh, there two, three times. Soup. Oh, I'm there. That's yeah, so funny. exactly. Oh, What's yeah. your favorite soup over there? Oh man, they got, they got the, um, uh, my, my go-to is just like uh, basically just chicken soup in the, the winter time for sure. But uh, they've got barley soup. I love barley soup, and, and they got like a, they even do minestrone, which I never really grab at a Polish place. I'm like, nah, I'll just stick with. It. But they got some good. They, well, they have goulash, which is awesome. Yeah, they got some good goulash and everything. So no, I I love that place. It's uh, and then I get my candy, which you got a little bit last. Yes, time. thank that, you very much. That for that. I'm a big fan Polish of the dark candy. chocolate. Yes. Yeah, it's good, and there's darker than that. I gave you the fifty-fifty. Yes. I think there's, they go which eighty. I, which I hear is healthy, even if you eat the whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> I'm getting With way healthier. <laughs> it might be the whiskey. I'm getting way itself. too healthy here. And I, could, I have a question for you, Jerry. Was this you that texted, call Patty, she needs help? Yes, that was me. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was trying everything. Oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah, well, that was um, that. Was, I, I was so confident because I've, I've, I, we haven't had that many problems, but well, yeah, it's all good. Matt and Matt was amazing, and Lady got, B. Yeah, exactly. So we are gonna uh, we're gonna catch up with some folks. That's we are in the lobby of the Copernicus Center. Folks are setting up. Uh, if you hear some bottles behind me, that's because the bar is open. If that's another reason for you to come and uh, watch an amazing political conversation, this isn't a debate. This will be a forum. Uh, candidates will be asked questions about where they stand on issues and what their plans are for the community. I know that some of the things that people are talking about is obviously public safety. Folks uh, talk about that. In the in the 45th Ward, we are part of the 16th Police District, which also has the largest number of first responders living in this community than anywhere else in the city of Chicago. It's also the largest police district. Uh, so you also might know that there are folks running for the police board. We're going to be talking to Dan Richmond tomorrow, oh, cool. who's running for the, I believe, the 19th Police District. Uh, I think there's about six people. Now, the thing about the 16th district folks that are running um, is a little different than the other police districts where, that have candidates. For example, in other areas, you might have a lot more progressive, mm-hmm. farther left folks. I get the sense that almost everyone running for the 16th district mm. police board is raw, raw police. Uh, we want to make sure that folks are doing what is tasked to them and not holding a police party every month, uh, like a pizza party, yeah. which is fine. We want to support our police department. They do, uh, you know, also we want to find out what's going on in the community, what we can do to uh, find out how we can be involved and stay alert. We also want to find out about public transportation. We have uh, the Blue Line bus terminal and and, uh, Metro uh, here as well. We have, I believe, the second largest uh, transportation hub in the city of Chicago. It's amazing. Everything just lands here. It's Mm -hmm. it's great. It's so convenient. And Susanna Ernst just got the uh, endorsement of Better Streets Chicago, which is an organization. I I want a full disclosure. I had nothing to do with uh, making that decision. I got I even have the text because uh, they asked me about you it. I'm like, surprised as you yeah, are was, happy and whatever. I yes, right. I didn't want to influence them in any way. Right, I just right. said, you know, uh, well, good. They did their homework and yeah. they chose their candidate. Well, and they also, by the way, said not every candidate turned in their questionnaire for oh, that 
uh, so I want to encourage anyone who is running for office when you are approached by organizations. And I don't, you know, fine. If you don't think that they're legit or they're not big enough or it's not worth your time, at least have the courtesy of saying, you know what, I don't have the time for this. I would really like to talk to you. But right now we're sort of overwhelmed yeah. or whatever. Some sort of response. Some a response. Right, right, yeah. Right. I, it's the courteous thing to do, especially folks that are, are working on helping people. Now, Better Street Chicago had a forum on Monday, mm-hmm. a hashtag plow the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see if the pilot program works. They obviously have not gotten it off the ground yet. So that's another thing that people want to know. What are your plans for uh, when we talk about public safety? We also mean about being safe, just uh, walking around your neighborhood. Uh, are, the, are the sidewalks uh, walkable, whether it's ice or damage? I didn't realize. Did you see this program earlier? No. Uh, when you, you, the 50, 50 program, if your sidewalks are in disrepair, no. you can ap- apply to the city and mm-hmm. you basically have to pay for half of it and the city pays for the other half. Really? I was always under, yeah, look at Merrill's, yeah. Well, that I was always under the impression that those sidewalks the, were, were city property. Yeah, exactly. And like, come, exactly. Jeez. They should be taking care of that. I'm, mm, I'm just saying. And there's also, a, and Merrill looks like she wants Especially to talk about this too. with the taxes that are it, paid, you think, uh, you know. Yeah, it, it should include included, everything. Right. There are curbs. I'm, when I was running, somebody told me they wanted to have the curbs replaced in front of their house. And I, and I do think that there are a lot of folks who aren't quite sure what the responsibilities are of the alder person, of your right. state rep, of your state senator. Mm-hmm. Now, should your state senator or state representative be able to work with your local elected, your aldermanic mm-hmm. uh, elected? Yeah. Heck but yeah. I get the sense that maybe that's not happening in this community. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Okay. We don't go <laughs> any details. Right. Well. But uh, it should be something that it is uh, 311, obviously, is the first place, but they're overwhelmed with a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to call 311? No. No. Thankfully not. No. Yeah, I, I, no. I, I did call for, there was a lawn that was leaking. That was a new one for me. A lawn there was, that was leaking. <laughs> There was a lot. What is going on? There was a water main oh, that was just constantly running. There was like this, oh uh, like one of the yeah. pipes that was exposed. The water was just, con- so the, yeah, so the you- lawn was flooding. It was yeah. a, a rental property that was not oh, occupied I- at the time. Yeah. So I called and the city came out within a couple days. And I called 311. So I was, right. I, I suspect that there were other calls made because that becomes. higher up on the thing. But- yeah. And it becomes a safety issue yeah. for the for the entire block Good if Lord, you have, yes. uh, have, have a weakness there. So let's take a break here. We're going to break for. Uh, weather. We're going to bring uh, Meryl in to talk about the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. And a little bit later, we're going to talk to uh, Vitris Boyce, who is running for an aldermanic seat 24th. in Chicago as well in the 24th Ward. So let's take a break here. You're listening to Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez. We're at the Coper- Copernicus Center for the 45th Ward Aldermanic Forum. Come on by. There's a, there's a great bar over here. I'm just saying, if, even if you don't live in the 45th Ward, come, come watch the fireworks. Uh, we'll be right back. Oh, there's popcorn, too. I smell popcorn. We'll take a break here. Be right back on WCPT 8 20 Heartland Signal. Tired of all those talking heads down the dial who think they're always right? People need to just calm down. It's gotten ridiculous. Welcome to WCPT 820, where facts matter. Quite frankly, I get most of my news from you. This is WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, where's Hal Sparks? I'm not sure where he is now, but I know where you can find him Saturdays at 11. It'll be right here on WCPT 820 for the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. 
And we are broadcasting live from the Copernicus Center, and I'm joined by Meryl Miller, who is, well, are you the, you're the director of the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. I always try to figure we, out what your we, title is. We usually is. call it manager. Manager? I'm going to yeah. go with director. Can I promote you? Is that is that okay? Is that a promotion? I'm not really sure. Oh, you're, you're right about that. That's manager, director. <laughs> director, yeah, I guess they both work. Uh, so, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. I know that uh, I, I just, you work so hard on the market. I haven't been able to help the way I have in the past because it's just been a little bit of a rough year. Um, but you guys do such a wonderful job of bringing vendors in, whether it's uh, folks that make uh, dog and cat toys or treats, and you have uh, folks. And like when we did the winter market, I still have candles from this woman that does like these very spiritually infused sort of creative candles. Oh, you're thinking of the one pop-up uh, yes. event that we did. For yeah. the winter fest. Yeah. yeah, the winter holiday yeah. market. So she's not going to be able to join us this Sunday, okay. but we will have Lilia from uh, the collective yes. shop. Uh, the shop itself is currently in transition, but uh, she'll be out here with her products, and she's got some great scented candles as well. So anybody looking for that kind of thing, especially people looking for gifts for their sweetie for Valentine's Day or maybe something to um, improve the environment uh, on game day in a week. You know, there's all kinds of things that people might want to be shopping for. Are we going to have our honey vendor? Yes, of Excellent. course. Yes. So, and they are super local, as in Heiser in the Chicagoland mm-hmm. area, obviously not really producing at this moment, but they've been busy all summer and are therefore ready to go. And uh, the, the being local is significant for people that might have allergies. Um, again, it might be less of an issue this time of year, mm-hmm. but uh, during the height of... Um, pollen season it's it's definitely a thing and it really is helpful so yeah and, and i have i was talking about this the other day about about that part of like having local beehives and how you know being in the same environment you know consuming honey that is from your environment is known to be healthier for you right of course yeah. yes yeah i'm excited about the honey folks i'll be there on sunday i have to leave a little bit earlier uh, i hope i can be there early with you but at least it's starting at 10 so that's a little bit more of my wheelhouse right <laughs> yeah mornings. yeah so for people that are used to our summer markets that start at 9:30 Part of that is to get everybody out of the heat of the day when we're outside in the sun and that. <clears throat> but in winter, well, you know, you got a lot of time for traffic, sun to heat up the roads. If it's icy, you don't want that really being an issue for folks. So, yeah, so we give it a little extra half hour start time. Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, and we have, uh, again, we're going to, it starts at 10 a.m. on Sunday till 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Till 2 p.m. Right here at the Copernicus Center. It's located at, on Lawrence Avenue near Milwaukee. The exact address is 5214 West Lawrence Avenue is the entrance that we use. Yes. Because we're in the annex space. Space, which is just a little bit east of the main theater space that we're in right now. <laughs> and you have had to be really nimble over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Is it, has it been nice to sort of settle back into a pace in the last year since the, some of the restrictions were lifted? Uh, I mean, because oh, last year part, we were... That part's been awesome. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, not having to worry about... Uh, you know, the masking mandates and all of the other concerns that we had at the height of the pandemic uh, has been nice. Yes. But, you know, uh, so I was kind of chuckling over here as you were saying about being back. And, um, yes, we're back in the park for the summer portion, but... Um, we had that funny year in there where, like, as we were trying to set up the season and figure out what it looked like, we were still under the regulations, and we didn't know what things were going to be, and 
really until the last minute, they changed up on us again. But we wound up partnering with our friends over at the Irish American Heritage Center to do our whole series there because in their space, in their parking lot, we could do all of the things necessary, whether we needed to lock it down, have one-way foot traffic, even do a drive through could have been an option, because you remember in 2020, we did a drive through pre-order pickup market. So, yeah, um, but... You know, as it turned out, we didn't have to worry about so much of that, but we were already in commit mode, so everybody got to relax and enjoy it and enjoy their fine bar over there, too, which that's kind of a funny thing. Um, but uh, so what's happened over the last year, you know, we moved back to the park for a regular season, but we've been doing some pop-ups over at Heritage Center. So we do one right before our regular season starts, so a week ahead of uh, Memorial Day. And remember, we're Sunday market, so it's always on a Sunday. Um, uh, we do one mid-season when all the parks are crazy for Fourth of July stuff. Well, the vendors still have produce, and we still need corn for our barbecues and whatnot. So, um, so we're back there then, and then we do... At least one, we're kind of trying to, to decide uh, the end of the season what that's going to look like. But everybody looking forward, we'll see what dates we come up with by then. Uh, but the fun thing is, it's like we get to collaborate uh, with our buddies that we did that pre-order drive through pickup uh, market with. So we're not stepping on anybody's toes. We're all, you know... All of the markets are doing their own thing. This is just a little extra, and that Mayfair community and Heritage Center in particular get to, you know, have have us hanging out with them again. So it kind of works out, and the vendors have loved it because any extra chance to get their produce out there, meet new parts of the community mm-hmm. because we're all little different areas of the world. As I sit here gesturing because I can't talk without my hands. I'm the same way. <laughs> Believe me, I am exactly the same way. And you're right. It was nice to be in the Mayfair community. It was nice to connect with the folks at Irish American Heritage Center. You know, you can't pick up everything that's going on in every neighborhood. So it was nice to find out that they were doing a San Patricio's event, which is the Irish-Mexican uh, collaboration uh, with dance and music to honor the Irish battalion that fought on the side of Mexico. I mean, I, w- I probably would not have caught that had I not been working with you at the Irish-American Heritage Center. So it's just one of those things. And now I, I try my best to follow everything that they do because I, I do love it there. Oh, they and do you, some great events there. You had a great event there as well, your, yourself. I had my own wedding there. Yes. So, I love uh, that. Yeah. So much like Copernicus Center, because mm-hmm. they'll do wedding type events and that sort of thing too. Uh, they also do that. Of course, in my case, because we weren't tied to a particular church, we actually had the ceremony over there too. We did our ceremony in the theater, did the, uh, res- you know, recession line, uh, greeting line, whatever you call it, out into their bar space, which was lovely, uh, except for my father-in-law teasing me. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and, you know, and they've got all kinds of catering options that you can work out with them, um, various vendors that they work with that come in and do stuff. So, yeah, it's a great space. But then so is Copernicus. Yep. And if you want to come Sunday and 
check it out because maybe you've got a wedding or some other event coming up, um, you get to see what it looks like in daylight, which you can't right now. <laughs> it's a little dark out there, and we're not in that same space. Right. But, um, but you'll see on Sunday, I think it's supposed to be sunny, uh, they've got skylights, and it's just a really lovely space. And so for the, again, we're doing the, the pop-up this Sunday. There's going to be, it's a great way to uh, plan for your Super Bowl festivities, uh, for maybe for Valentine's Day gifts, things like mm-hmm. that. As you mentioned, uh, Collective, which has great jewelry, yes. a lot of wonderful yes, yes. Art, 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 artisan uh, items for folks, for, for a wide as, range. As well as some spices and that sort of thing, oh, yeah. too. Yes. So, yeah, candles, yeah. Mm-hmm. tea. Wonderful mm-hmm. teas. You're like, well, are they going to have the teas? I there's one I have. Uh, I have uh, a Orange Dream is one of the blends that the, that I bought from them. I think of uh, one of the markets in the last few months. They also do. Are we going to have our Buckaroo, uh, our jam a guy, rollicking Buckaroo, yeah, rollicking pepper buckaroo. jam? Yes, yes. yes. Which, so yeah, he wasn't able to make the last market, and I think it's actually Ricky that's going to be out. Um, but uh, yeah, great product. Uh, but then, as you know, we've also got our other hot sauce vendor, Tori's coming Hello. in with tea. Yeah, tea dog. Uh, so, so I don't know if y'all out there know how fond Patty is <laughs> of, of hot sauces. Why are you so, making me hungry right now? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You know, it's just easy. Well, there's popcorn right there on the I counter. I know that too. Uh, but yeah, so she, you know, she the first time Tori was at a market with us and. You know, she got to the market a little bit late. She followed the man I to his car. almost cart. tackled him at his yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, I assured him that, you know, this is one of our volunteers. Yes. And uh, is, is she's safe. Uh, at least when it comes to hot sauce, just, you know, let her hand you money and you're fine. Uh <laughs> <laughs> He, and he makes re- wonderful sauce. And I, you know what's funny? I, I love that he you know, needed to do something during the pandemic. Right. Uh, and then these bottles are really cool. You feel like you're doing something naughty because they, they're like whiskey flasks, glass whiskey right. bottles. Yeah. Uh, not but, that I've ever you know, had a bottle. One of the things that I didn't find out until you were there for the pop-up that we did at North Branch Chicken uh, was, have you ever looked at those labels and the designs on them? I, I, what am I looking for? The dog the on the... The crying baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, people... Okay, so anybody that watches the Hot Ones or, you know, uh, you know about Scoville Level and Heat, but how do you define that? It's kind of hard to get, uh, you know, especially if you're not really sure. So, what uh, Tori did, and remember, it's tea dog hot, the hot sauce, but so you know where the tea comes from, but what Tori did was take... A little drawing of a baby with the, the, the dog. It's his childhood dog, uh, that's drawn in. And in, in the one, the, the mildest version, you know, it's just a baby kind of maybe making a little bit of a face. But as the sauces get progressively hotter, the baby is crying harder and harder. Yeah. And the hottest one that he does, there's tears spurting out all over. So, Oh, my. I did not. Re- I knew that there was a baby on there. I didn't pay attention to the progression. I think the Scottish bonnet one, I can't remember which one's the hottest. He's got one with a, like a, a, like like different kinds of fruit that are mixed. Right. Like, and that's what makes them oh really unique is there's so good. It's not just heat. There is a huge flavor flavor profile there yeah it's amazing <laughs> and as we look ahead because it is uh we're heading into february so we can the light is at the end of the tunnel heading into spring uh, are we going to be enjoying yoga in the park again uh when we when back? we get there yes. yes i know kelly is looking forward to that so any of our um fans of wildlife yoga know that uh last summer we had uh classes in conjunction with the uh market 
uh, every Sunday that we were out there. So again, for the summer markets, we do second and fourth Sundays at Jefferson Memorial Park. Excellent. And by the way, I'm looking at my phone. I, I, we're, I have a lot of like communication going on at the same time. Fritz Kage just messaged and said that he is listening to the show while he's driving uh, in the northwest suburbs. So I'm trying to encourage him to swing by if he's got time. Because, uh, you know, it, it is, I mean, he is a Cook County assessor. There are going to be a lot of constituents here. I don't know if he wants oh, yeah. to walk into a, a crowd at the 45th Ward Forum. But he won't be the, the uh, drawing attra- attraction since we have a lot of candidates. You are a constituent in the 45th Ward. I'm not going to put you on the spot about candidates. I was uh, very clear that I do endorse and support uh, Susanna Ernst. This is a commentary show so I'm not giving, I'm not, I, I've, I am trying my best to be honest uh, and, and yet not be too aggressive about it. Does that make sense? Yes. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, look, I love this neighborhood. I just, I really want to be able to work with folks and I already am, am at a personal disadvantage with my uh, state level electeds. So I would like to be able to work with folks who are you know, invested in the community uh, in a way that is uh, is fair for everybody, really, and is uh, mm-hmm. attentive and responsive to everybody. Uh, how long have you lived in, Je- in Jefferson Park? Um, God, I got to think about that one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm watching Meryl like eight, you're, you're visualizing eight, 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 it. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, so it's been a hot minute. So you were a teenager when you moved here, <laughs> weren't you? Uh, yeah. Not quite. <laughs> you were young. Yeah, yeah. I was young. Um, my first apartment as an adult was in Jefferson Park. I picked the neighborhood because of its proximity both to uh, expressways and um, uh, rapid transit and uh a couple of friends that happened to live in the neighborhood at the time. Um, and what, much as I still love the Ravenswood neighborhood, which is where I grew up, it is a long haul to get to any expressway from there. It re- I used and, to live in Lincoln Square. Same thing. Absolutely yeah, impossible to yeah, get well, to. Yeah, well, it's kind of right in the middle. Yeah, so, yeah, Lakeshore Drive and the Kennedy were kind of beastly to get to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the major portion of a lot of my commutes was just getting to the expressway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so we have, uh, we have six candidates that are going to be on the stage. Is there, what, I mean, again, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but what are you looking for in a candidate? What, what would you like to see, uh, for not just our alderman, but what, aldermanic office, but what would you like to see when, you know, when people are looking for their really hyper local electeds? Um, I want to see a lot of transparency. Uh, somebody that wants to really work with the community, bring in more business, because I am so tired of all, uh, the empty storefronts up and down Milwaukee Avenue in particular. Because uh, I, when I first moved here, Ann's department store was still here. And, you know, while department stores have largely gone the way of the dodo, you know, there's no reason that we can't have more something right. there, whether it's the various... I mean, there's a, a new... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, what uh, specific type of outreach. There's a community center that uh, a little bit further south on Milwaukee just opened up one of the storefronts. It's a lovely use of the space. Yep. Why not? Uh, I mean, I'm not familiar the with fl- that. There's a community center. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's it's. Um, we'll have to look into it. Yeah. I'm not gonna, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian just did a story on that okay. recently, and that's. 
uh, that would be Brian Nadig, uh, you know, that newspaper guy. Um, that's actually how I became aware of it. I'd walk past the storefront uh, on my way to the yoga studio, and I'm like, hey, looks like somebody's living room. That's kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's actually a little community center, which is really lovely. Yeah. Um, great use of the space, and there's plenty of these spaces, but there's far too many um, absentee landlords in uh this block in particular yep. right by uh, Milwaukee, just south of Lawrence. It's horrible. And, yep. you know, there's, I actually personally know of at least three businesses, yeah, definitely three businesses that had wanted to come in. And for whatever reason, two of them were, uh, weren't able to because of absentee landlords, um, as in they own the property, but they literally live, <clears throat> one of them lives in Poland. Actually, I think both of them might live in Poland. Um, and then in another case, it was there was a, a family thing that was all weird. You might know what I'm referring to with that one, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, I do actually. Yes, uh, I used to yeah. love that bar. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and there there had been a proposal for a, um, a brew pub in another building down the street from there, and. Could couldn't happen them, yeah. because they couldn't work things out. Well, and there's so the many owner. there's so many big commercial property owners that seem to have a better incentive to keep their property empty and mm-hmm. take the tax break than to encourage people to lease out the space and bring some vibrancy to the community. Right, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, and it and it makes for a safer place. You know, I was thinking about because totally. you joined me uh, last year, to almost now two years ago. Uh, when we were doing that cleanup on Milwaukee Avenue, right. when me and Tom got splattered with uh, the bus driving by, and Jerry just reminded me of that the other day. But one of the reasons I wanted to, to clear that space and make it more welcoming was because we have this new building at 5150. We were going to have new people moving in. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be pleasant because when a, a community has empty storefronts and a lot of litter, it, it looks like no one cares, and we're not investing in our in our in our streets, in our neighbors. And that's so I'll, I'll, we'll be, I'll be back to hopefully cleaning up again okay. in the spring okay. and uh, invite some folks out. But I, I encourage folks like, you know, there's some things where you nece- can't necessarily wait for the people who you think are going to get things done. And you got to roll your sleeves up sometimes and do them yourself. Well, and then that, that way also, you know, being out there, you're getting a, a notice to a certain degree. And that will tend to kind of spur Certain people into going, hey, you know, maybe this, there ought to be something yes. that happens with that. Well, and um, it looks as though the elected uh, did start cutting that grass regularly, but mm-hmm. there is so much. Meryl, it's so bad. I walked through there. It's, I know. Yeah, it's bad. I know. But we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, I promise. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm going to see if I can grab uh, Brian Nadig. Nadig? <laughs> <laughs> It's Meryl Miller, the manager of the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. Uh, thank you. I might, I might grab you a little bit late, but I know. Are you uh, participating at all in the event? Or? Actually, I'm doing one of the introductions. Uh, oh, are I, you actually, really? I actually get to read the rules. Oh, so, yeah. then I won't bother you because you got to focus on getting ready. And you have a table set up for the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. Right. And come by. If you guys come by the, the uh, lobby, I'll also have some cards if uh, if you're yeah. just like running it. Oh, there's Ryan Richter. Uh, look, I, this is going to be so weird. I'm, gonna, I'm like the dog from Up Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Meryl. So the, the, go ahead. Did you have I was going to say, don't forget, you've got my guy on tomorrow at 630. Um, yes, the musician, Kennington. Yeah. Is it Kenny? 
Ken, Kensington Lane is Kensington his Lane. Name. Okay, yeah. is his Kenny name. Lane. Kenny Lane is in my. <laughs> Look at that! I, I thought of. I know it's a Beatles song. Musical reference. Oh I my god! I got it. I know. Be dazzled. Be dazzled. That's all I had, by the way. Yeah. Something is Kenny Lane is in my heart or something. I don't know. <laughs> on, on the road. Uh, so that'll be tomorrow at uh, at six thirty. We're gonna have some live music back in studio where uh, I'll know how the mics work. Here we had a little bit of a <laughs> scramble. Again, the market is this Sunday at the Copernicus Center in the Annex at what the address again? 5214 West Lawrence Avenue. And from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, we got okay. Go to the the Jefferson Park Sunday Market Facebook page is a great location to find out who's going to be there, what to expect. Yes, yes. And anybody that can't make it to the forum tonight, uh, Old Irving Park Association is um, scheduled to be doing live streaming, but all of the sponsoring um, pages should be getting tagged in that, and we're one of them. And I will be uh, posting it to the. Patty Vasquez show page as well. So that'll be okay. so folks want to visit my page, uh, like the page and stay up to date on uh, stuff that we're doing as well as uh, promoting the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. And uh, thank you so much, Meryl. Always hey, great to thanks. work with you and to chat with you. Maybe we'll <laughs> tip one back later. Well, we'll come back right after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. All right. Thank Bye. you. Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT 820, where facts matter. Can't call into the show? Now you can text Patty at the same number you use to call us. 773-763-9278. Thanks to our texting sponsor, Camp Kupugani. Register today at multiculturalcamp.com. 773-763-9278. I am uh, so excited. I'm kind of excited. I've never interviewed our local newspaper publisher, Brian Nadig, joins us. Uh, how many newspapers do you do you publish locally? Uh, two. Jefferson, uh, the Northwest Side uh, Press, Chicago's Mm -hmm. Northwest Side Press, and The Reporter, which is delivered on the weekends to Edgebrook and Sauganash. Because when we are at the Jefferson Park Sunday Market, we're always handing out your paper and all the information, all the great local businesses that support the work that you do. How long have you, have you, is this a family business? I never have asked you this. So the paper was founded in 1940. Uh, My dad started working there in the 50s. So my dad has been running the newspaper for almost 64 years. Uh, He's almost 90 years old. He works five or six days a week. Um, He was in there every day during the pandemic. Um, And uh, I've been working there for about 40 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I probably, I I delivered the paper in 1980, I want to say 1985 or 86. So you were probably at the paper. Yeah, I was was in college, but I I worked uh, summers and uh, winter break at the newspaper. And everyone loves the the Northwest Side papers. You keep it hyper-local. Obviously, people want Mm -hmm. to know what's going on, whether it's uh, car crashes at the intersection of Milwaukee and Foster or a forum like this. So you've seen a lot of alder people for a long time it was pretty much just a couple guys a couple two three guys we had uh, Pachinski in my neighborhood mm-hmm. in the 41st ward and then for a long time in the 45th was uh, Pat Lavar Pat Lavar was for about 24 years okay so yeah there so it, it's been a little bit uh, interesting how about that colorful for yeah the, the last 10 years the 45th ward is uh, it's very as one person called it wacky <laughs> Uh, in terms of politics, well, I mean, it, it makes for good. It, it makes for good uh, newspaper. News it's copy. never boring in the forty-fifth ward. <laughs> never. Did you? I mean, would you ever, in your wildest dreams, think that we would get this much coverage on like NBC and CBS News? It's kind of wild. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, what are you hoping for in tonight's forum as we see the candidates take the stage? Well, so the 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 forum is sponsored by a, 
11 community groups, business groups, community organizations. Um, we got together. We spent a couple hours discussing what topics we wanted asked or what questions we wanted to ask. We got input. A lot of people emailed some questions in. And, um, you know, we picked about half a dozen topics that the community groups wanted to hear what each candidate had to say. Um, the questions are kind of general in nature, so we're leaving it up to the candidates to, you know, we want to know what to them is important. We don't want to give them leading questions. We, we wanted to hear what's on their mind, and we hope it's a good, robust, robust discussion, and I, I hope people can leave having a better idea of what each candidate supports. And I know you've put a lot of time and work into this, collaborating with uh, the Copernicus Center, as well as you mentioned uh, some of the sponsors. Uh, there's groups from Edgebrook, Jefferson Park, Portage Park, Six Corners, right? These Gladstone Park. And Glad- mm-hmm. Yes, that's my <laughs> How can I leave my own neighborhood out of it? Sorry, sorry neighbors. And, uh, and you have been working really hard with the, the Jefferson Park Chamber of Commerce. You work closely with a lot of business owners. Uh, are we expecting a pretty good turnout today? Yeah. So in 2015, we had about 800 to 1,000 people, maybe really? more. It was packed in 2015. Then we had a runoff in 2015. There were fewer people for the runoff um, form. We think that a lot of people had their mind made up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for 2015, I think they had to open up the balcony because it got so crowded. That's where I'm going to go watch today. Yeah, and then, I, I think, <laughs> I don't and then know, tell them I'm going to be up there. And then four years ago, it was about 25 degrees below zero when we did the forum without wind chill. Yeah, and so we still had close to 500 people show up. Wow! In that cold weather, but of course, thousands more actually watched it live streamed on Facebook. And so it's changed a lot since you started, and, and since your dad started. Obviously, mm-hmm. the way people consume this information, and you do a great job of making sure that your stories are also available on Facebook. Uh, you have where can folks go to make sure they're up to date on Northwest Side News? Well, we have our Facebook page, our Twitter page for Natick Newspapers. We ha- um, we also site www.nateknewspapers.com. Uh, we get about close to 40,000 unique visitors um, a month that, that go there. During the start of the pandemic, it was, I think, closer to 80,000. What? Because people, people yeah. were staying home. Sure. They weren't going into work. Um, the, the website was just going crazy. Well, will you do me a big favor? Because I know that you're busy and you're responsible for a okay. lot tonight. Will you come in studio sometime? I'd love to talk to you more about the paper. Sure. Excellent. All right. I'm not far from the from the. the no, press. you're just a few blocks north. Just a few blocks north. That's Brian Nadig uh, from Nadig Newspapers. I want to thank you so much for helping collaborate and work on this and uh, bring people together to have this important forum today. All right. Thanks, Patty. Thanks Absol- for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll be right back after this. We're going to talk to a candidate, an aldermanic candidate from another ward, the 24th Ward. Beatrice Bryce is going to join us in just a few moments on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. This is WCPT 820. Listen in Chicago on 820 AM or stream us live on WCPT820.com. The TuneIn Radio app or tell Alexa or Google to play WCPT. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Oh man, it's starting to fill in the lobby of the Copernicus Center on the northwest yeah. side, and I thought rather than interviewing the, the candidates who are running here because they're running around, I wanted to talk to someone who's running a, a, an equally uh, big race. Our friend George Bliss said, I know a candidate who you must talk to. We're talking to Vitrice. Vitrice? Vitrice Boyce. Vitrice, see? Yes. Vitrice Boyce. Yes. Who is running for the aldermanic seat of the 24th Ward. Uh, okay. So 
Why? <laughs> I've already talked to you for a few minutes off the air, yes. and you sound like somebody who wants to help people. That's exactly who I am. And uh, I'm not a glutton for punishment. Let me say that before I make the next statement, right? Sure. Because this is my third time running. Okay. <laughs> um, running against, you know, a strong Democrat candidate, uh, strong in the ward. I ran in 2011. And out of 18 candidates, there were actually 18 candidates 18 in 2011. Yes, yes. Okay. yes. And it was my first time out. Um, and so I placed third to the two incumbent aldermen. And so I ran again in 2015, 10 in a race that time, and I got in a runoff with the incumbent, uh, Michael Scott. But that was his first time running, so he was not the incumbent at the time. Right. So it's not like I was running against him. We were both running to be seated in that position. And so I got in a runoff with him then. He stepped down. How about that? Back in April or May. And... Um, the mayor appointed his sister. And so the seat is open, and I'm at it again. Third time's a charm, I right? Love, I love and your attitude. So. The seat is open. <laughs> That's the thing that people don't realize. They, they don't follow some of the minutiae. For aldermanic seats, the mayor makes appointments. For state seats, the committeemen do. And the people are locked out of the process. Yes. Right? And that is unfair. It's unfair. And unfortunately, the mayor referred to our community as, um, frankly, lazy because the residents called out uh, exactly what it was. It was straight nepotism from, uh, you know, the the brother to the sister. Come mm-hmm. on, politics is not a family business. The people in that area should have their voice. I mean, they look, they have the constitutional right to vote for their elected officials, right? Sure. Not selected. So, I don't refer to her as the elected official because nope. she was not elected. She's the selected. Nice. And nice. now it's time for someone to get elected. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think of that. We <laughs> went with LaPointed La because uh, oh. her name's Lindsay LaPointe. We called her LaPointed. Anyway, uh, the thing is that when somebody does have the incumbency, though, they have a lot of power behind that. So you are, this is a heavy lift, too. It's a heavy lift. She's heavily funded. Uh, um, Her brother gave her his war chest. um, And he actually made a comment, you can Google it, where he said um, if his sister had not gotten appointed, um, she would have had a hard time getting elected. So right. he made that statement. So it's pure nepotism, but but you know what? It is what it is. So my thing, you know what? Another thing, he promised that he would support me if he ever stepped down, and he didn't do it. So oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he didn't keep his word. So, yeah. oh, the, but that's okay. Yeah, the number of scorpions okay. that we could point at in politics. <laughs> yes. So let's find out about you. Yes. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up on the west side of Chicago, lifetime resident in the city of Chicago. Um, uh, I have six siblings. Um, I'm the youngest uh, of the six. Well, I'm the youngest girl of the six. Um, spent 25 years in corporate as a VP of operations. We were the middleman for Craftsman Power Tools and uh, WW Granger Dayton Power Tools. So I started as the receptionist. I rose to the ranks of VP of operations. And simultaneously to that, I flipped condos in Bronzeville. So real estate developer. Um, I got my real estate license. But get yes. this part. I have six adult children. Come on. <laughs> the youngest is 28. You're yes. not older than 40. What are we talking about six, here? Six adult children, 14 grandchildren. No. I own a, yes. I'm a I self-made. I want your secrets. <laughs> I'm a self-made businesswoman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a beauty supply store in the community, African-American owned um, beauty supply store on 16th Street. And we have revamped 16th Street. It went from dark to light The uh, once we opened our business there. And now it's a clean area. Where, where people feel safe coming. And I've also pushed legislation in the city of Chicago that led to a national movement. Um, that legislation also um, went to the state, and they voted on it um, just this November. So, and I've, I've supported Tell us about this le- legislation. What was this? Reparations. Hey! <laughs> yes, it's not a very... 
a popular topic, but it's a necessary it topic. Is. It's very, you know, necessary. So um, council voted on it in 2020. And so now I'm running and asking the, uh, the city of Chicago residents to help get me elected so we can put some meat and potatoes behind reparations. Well, because, you know, a lot of folks... You know, there's so many people that don't want, they're like, well, don't teach kids about what bad things happened in the past. But it makes a difference in so many communities when there was redlining, there was the uh, denial of access to housing, to education, yes. to business yes. ownership. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, there, there has to be some equal, you know, stabilizing factor because people can't continue to be like, oh, well, that, you know, that community, they write communities off yeah. on you the know, south and west sides. You have to have lived it. And in one of our uh, reparations sessions, um, Alderman Haddon said it plain and clear. She said, we intentionally disinvested in African-American communities yes. in the city of Chicago. You know, when you do the comparison, when you look at Lawndale and you look at Lincoln Park, I remember what Lincoln Park used to look like, but I see what it looks like now, right? And so she she publicly made that statement in a council meeting saying that we have intentionally disinvested in it, and now it's time that we repair and do the redress to fix the harm that we've caused in those communities, the devastation. So when we talk about crime spreading all over the city of Chicago, until you fix these issues, Mm -hmm. It gets worse. So it's impacting the entire city. So the entire city has to come together and let's fix this issue. We can do it. We can demand help from the state level, the county level, and the federal level. And so that's another reason why I'm running so that all Chicagoans can feel safe across the city of Chicago with me as the elected alderman in the 24th Ward. I am dazzled. (laughs) I am absolutely dazzled by you. We're talking to Vitress Voice. I'm going to get her name correct, by the way. Everyone listening knows that I'm terrible with names. It's not okay. That's okay. But you got it right. it takes. Well, that's why I was like, I'm going to hit this one right because yeah. I was thinking about tresses. You were talking about having a salon, and I thought V tress. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. Uh, but tell us about what, what communities are in the 24th ward. So that well, we, in the community, due to the remap, now oh. we used to be North Lawndale and South Lawndale, but the recent remap, we picked up West Garfield, we picked up Austin. Um, South Lawndale, North Lawndale, and um, I believe that's it. Those four communities make up, I hope I'm not leaving, maybe a little bit of East Garfield. Okay. So, yeah, those are the communities that surround North Lawndale. And when you, so you were saying that, so we have the selected uh, alder person right now in office. How many other candidates are in this race? Seven other candidates. So there are a total of eight. Okay. So there are other people in the neighborhood who are like, we should have a voice in this. Absolutely. And we're having a forum here on on the northwest side at the Copernicus Center, and you had one last night. We had one last night. How did it go? It went well. Okay. Um, I'm excited about the energy here. <laughs> so many people wild? are coming in. Yes, yeah. yes. And so all the candidates um, attended except one. Okay. It was hosted by the NAACP, okay. um, Ramel Terry, uh, who's the first vice president, and um, Carl Brinson, who's the uh, president of the NAACP. But I just wish more residents had come out just to hear from each candidate to make sure that you're picking the candidate that can move the ward forward economically. My platform is economic development. It was economic development in 2011 and 2015. Since the Dow hasn't changed much, very little development. I mean, there are projects on the book, but we need to get those projects finished. So my platform is economic development. And to answer your question, the forum went well, and I uh, got a lot of kudos, and I know for a fact that I did very well, because I can speak to the issues of the community mm-hmm. being born and raised on the west side of Chicago, raising six kids, a product of Chicago public school, a product of a single mom, struggling, an environment that consisted of drugs, prostitution.
prostitution, you name it, we didn't have grass. We had dirt. But to be able to put my boots on and pull those straps tight and go to work and be able to uh, uh, have a family and support them on a very high level and to give back to my community everything that I've learned and now wanting to represent the community on a political level, level to show them that you too can be successful. That is why I'm here. I kind of want you to be my older person. <laughs> I, and I look, I like our candidates. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I, I am so excited. We're talking to Vitress Boys. Where can folks go to? Uh, we're going to take a break and come back and talk to you some more. Absolutely. But tell us where, where people can visit to learn more about your campaign and how they can support you. Absolutely. My campaign office is located 4109 West Roosevelt Road. My website is www www.boyce, that's B-O-Y-C-E, F-O-R, the numbers 24.com. So that's Boyce for 24.com. And you can find me on Facebook. And even if you just Google the name Vitris, spell V as in Victor, E, T as in Tom, R-E-S-S, last name Boyce, V as in Boy, O-Y-C-E. If you Google my name, you will see so much of what I've done. come up right away. That's me. That's me. I just put V-E-T-R, and it was like, do you mean Vitris Boyce? Even if you Google me on um, Google Drive, I'm everywhere. You can see past interviews and my work on reparations and community development, business coaching, career coaching, even teaching entrepreneurial courses at our grade school, Providence St. Mel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on your website right now and make a contribution. Folks, uh, this is one of the things that I know it's hard for people to ask is, is contributing to a campaign. Whatever you can do keeps the momentum going, yes. gives you the opportunity to support your volunteers and get on doors and send out mailers, make phone calls, phone it banking, money. make sure that people know where they're polling places are, everything. Absolutely. So again, go to boyce424.com, B-O-Y-C-E-F-O-R-24.com. We're going to continue our conversation with Vitress when we come back after this on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. We are hanging out with the candidate for the 24th Ward uh, Aldermanic seat. We have Vitress Boyce is joining us. And we were just talking about how hard it is for some people to ask for campaign contributions. But it, 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 it matters because sometimes not just... You know, you want to be smart with your money and how you spend it. But being able to raise that money is also a signal to other people that you're a legitimate candidate. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I prefer raising the money than putting my own funds into the kitty. It says that I'm investing in myself and nobody else believes in me, right? Right. So we've been very blessed that people believe in us. We have some top contributors like Buddy Bears. We have construction companies. We have just uh, businesses in general that understand and know that I am a businesswoman and that we need more small businesses across the city of Chicago so that we're not eaten up by the big boxes. It's, you know, businesses make up the cornerstone of employment, and we need to keep that in the forefront. It's not the big boxes that dominate um, with employees. It's the small businesses, and the more small businesses we have in our community, the more fruitful we are, the more jobs we can bring about, and the less crime. 
Yeah. We can go to reduce crime if we continue to invest in small businesses in our communities. As a businesswoman who has had a, a brick-and-mortar location, what are, do you see, like, as we talk about this on the northwest side, about commercial real estate owners that are absent. It's impossible to get a hold of them, try to find out how to rent out a place. It seems like there's more incentive for empty storefronts because of tax breaks. Do you experience that as well in the 24th Ward? Yes. We Well, we have a different scenario. We have vacant lots. Yeah. How about that? So we don't have a lot of empty brick and mortar. And if it's empty, it's it's to the state where it's almost um, not habitable, where it probably needs to be torn down and something right. new um, rebuilt or just a complete gut. Right. So our problem is vacant lots. So when you drive down Roosevelt Road in 16th Street, 16th Street, the vacant lots has been in existence since the 1968 riot with the death of Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. right? So those lots are still there. And so our issue is vacant lots and vacant lots yield no tax revenue. So um, it happens to uh, affect our net worth, our, our concentrated net worth in that community is affected because we are short on businesses. We have no grocery stores. It's really bad. The schools are, we had maybe one school shut down and you should see it. It's a, it's so blighted. It's just poverty stricken, garbage everywhere. So we need help. And that's, you know, there's so much focus on, well, you know, people aren't coming back to Michigan Avenue and there's all these, it's, but that's because we put too much into that rather than uplifting the communities, whether it's through transportation or education. I talk a lot about this because yes. I, I, I know that I grew up, I, I present as white, I'm Latina, but I present and I know that the choice is whether or not I pass, right? And I choose mm. to let people know. But I also know that I have a lot of opportunities here that other people don't. And for some reason, and I don't want to talk too loudly about my neighborhood, but there is a sense of like, well, too bad, but it affects all of us. It does. Kids on the west side and the south side are our kids. You are our neighbor. You are our families. And, yes. that's, and that's what I want to see. And that's what I hear from you as a candidate. Absolutely. That's where the investments have to go. That's our future. I want to make sure that when I get older, I'm not concerned about somebody hitting me upside the head or carjacking me, right? So if we don't invest in our youth, our future is demolished, right? So having six kids and understanding that and raising six productive citizens, I'm so proud of. I mean, that's one of my uh, most fondest accomplishments is being a mom and watching my grandchildren, right? So, yes, it's going to take investments. And until we realize that to provide the best education equally across the city of Chicago, you can't have it in just one area. You have to spread it abroad with our children. You know, you have, you know, children in our community that deal with so much devastation, Versus maybe a child in Lincoln Park. So how do we balance the inequality of that? That's one of the things that I'm going to work hard at. And also, as you speak about the black and brown communities, we have the minority portion of the city, right, where they have these minority opportunities and programs. But um, Caucasian women are also considered minorities. So a lot of what you see, like the contracts, city contracts, opportunities, a lot of times we don't get an opportunity at those contracts because of that. Right. So we have to equal the playing field in Chicago. It's time. We're the, one of the most segregated cities across the country. We need to come together. As We need to come together, you know, into one group to help move the dial forward. And that's part of my campaign, moving forward, not backwards. 
Now I know why George Bliss told me I needed to talk to you. <laughs> he was like, yeah, meet this woman. So the, the responsibilities of, of the aldermanic seat is, uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot about really important issues, whether it's business development and reparations and education. It's also potholes. It's also garbage cans, and it's uh, so there's there's a lot of that. But yeah. I think that if it, when we're talking about empty lots, it kind of all goes together as well. If if a community yes. is supported both you know in, in a visible way, but also in a personal way, people feel like they're taken care of in a way, right? Yes, yes. So when you speak about the potholes, um, the the garbage damaged cans, streets, the yeah. garbage cans. I mean, we have alleys that have have not been fixed in years in the city, and so. In relationship to that, you have the $1.5 million menu money, right? Why aren't aldermen fighting for more money yeah. to get these streets and these alleys fixed more expeditiously, right? Capital improvement money. You have very few aldermen that actually put in for more money to help expedite the process and getting these streets and alleys repaired. Streetlights. I mean, we have streetlights that's been in existence for almost 60 years that needs to be replaced, right? Yeah. So the process needs need to be taught. Let's prepare a budget. Uh, ask for more capital improvement money so we can expeditiously do the repairs that our constituents need, right? And constituency services, that's one of the top priorities of an alderman. You you legislate, you know, you do all these other things, you vote on zoning and businesses, but the constituency services part is utterly as important with the garbage, the garbage cans, making sure things are clean in your community. Yes. Chicago is one of the most beautiful cities in mm-hmm. this world. I love it. I love being born and raised here, and we have to keep that momentum going. Pardon me. I don't know why anyone thinks they can call me during my show. <laughs> so, again, so the uh, election obviously coming up on February 28th. Yes. But people have started early voting. Yes, downtown and, Chicago. And, uh, and early votes start um, February 13th within the wards. So super sites are open now. Yes. And uh, if you go to uh, to Vitris Boyce's website. Yes. So it's uh, Boyce424. Um, dot com. Exactly. And you can find out about your polling places uh, there as well. Yes, Excellent. absolutely. I love that you share this uh, so that folks know. Because a lot of folks are like, I don't even know. Any. They keep moving. You have new communities in your ward because of the remap. Yes, right? it's been remapped. And we've gone from almost 41 precincts down to 19. So in the What? Gov- yes, from, no. from 41 precincts to 19, which is good for candidates, right? So you don't sure. need as many people to cover. But with the gubernatorial election, people didn't know where to go vote. Right. So it was a, a, a phase to get people ready for the upcoming election on February 28th. So now people know where they can go to vote. Hopefully we can get a greater voter turnout. We can get people morales because that's my job to make sure this election is exciting. Every election that I've been in, and this is the third, has been exciting. I believe I bring the momentum and a challenge for candidates to step their game up, <laughs> learn the policies, learn politics, not just, you know, everybody has passed. Right. But what do you know politically? What do you, what do you know about politics? What do you know about business? What do you know about education, development? Those are the things that you need to know going in City Hall. And it's great that I even have reputations uh, reputations and relationships with City Council already. Yep. So going in, creating that team of people that want to fight, come together, and make sure that the issues in Chicago are dealt with, I'm ready. I am ready for that job. You certainly are. I <laughs> I, I almost feel bad. Like I want to ask you more questions because I, I, I'm like, I, wanna, I want you to be my older person. I um, <laughs> you, do, you, do you see, I mean, like, you know, is this, uh, I know that you've run the third time. So it's not like you were looking for any race. This is, you could have run for state seats and things like that. But you're committed to the hyper-local, aren't you? 
I am. I want to be close to the people. I don't want to travel to Springfield. I don't want to travel to D.C. I want to be here where people can reach me, where they can touch me. Yep. I want an automatic office that runs like a well-oiled machine. Like being in corporate, right? Your um, accounting department, your shipping and receiving department, your marketing and sales department makes up the fabric of that business, right? And so in a ward, you should have various people that can handle every aspect of business as it relates to the 24th ward. And then you want to stay at the art office where people feel good coming to, you know, quality service. I mean, I'm a well-dresser, right? I live pretty decently and so my ward needs to be a reflection of who I am as a person, as the alderman, so that people feel good about coming to the ward. They feel good about coming to the ward office and their service is top-notch, top-tier and that is what I plan to do. And the thing is, you you mentioned earlier you love Chicago, you love being from here and living here. You, as you mentioned, are a successful businesswoman. You could have gone and gotten more land and lived out in the suburbs or Live some, and you choose to be a part of the change and the and improving the community for others, don't you? And it touched my heart that you say that because I say it all the time. I could live where I want to live, yeah. but why live in areas where I'm not wanted or needed? I'm wanted and needed where I am, and little black girls can see me as a reflection to say I can be her. And that is why I stay where I am today. And every little girl on my block, believe it or not, graduated from college. Wow. Yes. That is impactful. You are you are a, a force of nature. <laughs> Thank you. You really you. are. I want to wish you the very best. And I want to talk to you. Um, I, I'd love to touch base with you. I, I, I know that you're at least going to make. I, I feel that this is, yeah, there's so many great things coming. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Are you, you going to stay and check out our uh, our crazy yes. over you are. I want, I want to listen. <laughs> you know, I, I like listening to the different issues across the city of Chicago because yeah. at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, right? right? We want thriving families, thriving communities. We want to be safe. We want quality education. We want to shop in our communities. We want grocery stores. And we, we, we just want to live and be happy and healthy. But sometimes there are different things that plague different communities. So listening helps me to understand as a council member how to help the, what is it, the 44th Ward? 45th, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how to help downtown Chicago. And collectively, that can help the 24th Ward. So I like to sit in and, and hear these things. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I, uh, I, the other thing is, is that pres- one of these candidates would be someone that you are working with when Absolutely. you're in City Hall. So that'll yes. be, you'll be watching going like, mm, yes. which one of these people do I want to work with? What, <laughs> yes. do they, what do they bring into the table? Will you bring everything to the table? And Thank I look you. forward to talking to you again. Uh, I know that we'll be talking to you again soon. If you want to reach out and, and remind people in the next couple weeks, call. so I know that I don't want to drag you out of your community. Yes. You've got to be on the doors, on the phone, uh, getting people out to vote. Yes. Uh, but you have so much energy. Thank you. Uh, the, the 24th Ward would be so lucky. They are lucky to have you, but now they need you uh, in City Hall. Thank you so much. My Thank pleasure. You. Thank you, Beatrice. Boys, Thank you. go to boys424.com. We'll take a break here and check in with some of the folks at the Copernicus Center where we're here for the 45th Ward Aldermanic Forum is starting at 7 o'clock and the bar is open, so I'm happy about that. More in a moment on WCPT 820. Thank you, Beatrice. You've been working hard all day and didn't have time to catch up on the news during work. And that phone just wouldn't stop. We've got you covered. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive. We will fight as many places and as many times as it takes to get this power back. Joan Esposito, afternoons from 2 to 5 p.m., WCPT 820. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. 
You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I uh, I just grabbed one of my neighbors uh, because, one, uh, I really like Bob Simpson, and two, uh, he has called into the show a few times, has become a listener, which uh, I'm dazzled by. Thank you very much for that. And he is one of the supporters for a candidate named Susanna Ernst for the 45th Ward. Uh, it's been an interesting ride, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. It definitely has been an interesting ride. Uh, seeing all the candidates come together, how many there are. There's so many candidates in this ward that are looking to unseat the incumbent. So, I mean, that's, that's really impressive. Yeah. And and, and have you, uh, what have you learned uh, helping out with a campaign? Because, you know, this is, this is a little bit new for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is quite a bit. Uh, it is new. I've learned that it's a lot of work. It definitely is a lot of work. And you can't assume that people are in one particular camp or the other. It's, you, sure. you got to talk to them. you got to get out there, knock yeah. on doors, talk to them, give them the literature, you point them to the right direction, and... Uh, it's really about information. It's an information yes. war. I want to make sure that you know who this person is and what they are doing and why they're so important to winning this election. And one of the things that uh, folks are talking a lot about are the lawn signs. There is, it's, it is, so first of all, lawn signs don't vote. Absolutely. But it is a psychological warfare. Like when I was door knocking, you were so sweet because you'd seen me on, my ring, on your ring bell and you messaged me and you're like, hey, you can drop a sign. So you live on a block that is really the, it's the most divided block I've seen. The only sign you're, you have uh, you have one lawn I think right next to you that has a Suh sign, James Suh, and a Susanna Ernst sign. Yep. Is that a split household or are they covering their bets? Do you know, I think they're covering their bets. They don't know. <laughs> I, I I think they're still trying to educate themselves on who to vote for. So I think it's kind of interesting to see uh, how they're going. They they like Susie and they like James. You know, it, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're learning, and that's what that's a really important thing. I will. Never fault anybody for learning more about the candidates. Yes. It's, that doesn't happen enough. Yes. And, and I uh, I had been kind of lo- flying under the radar. I, I wasn't very vocal about where I stood until I saw a ring video of our alderman, uh, Jim Gardner, uh, pro- pulling up on volunteers, jumping out of his pickup truck, and yelling at a grandmother with her grandkids in front of her. Uh, it, it, and it was... You know, I've known for a while what's been going on in the neighborhood. I uh, have worked with you, uh, and he has been uh, resistant to helping out with neighborhood projects that help kids. And I just can't take it anymore. I don't. I, I can't be quiet anymore. I can't get as involved as I'd like to. Uh, I'm just. Uh, it's been a bad year, but I, I'm so glad that you are. You've been invested in this for a couple of years because you need to put on your big boy pants, Bob. Simpson. I need to put on my big boy <laughs> pants. Yep, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, when I look at it, uh, Gladstone Park is the only park that's not uh, hasn't seen the alderman the entire. Term. Entirely because of you. I mean, and, and I'm not lying, folks. I went into the alderman's office on behalf of our board. I'm on the board of uh, the Gladstone Park Advisory Council and said, hey, we would really appreciate your support. And he said, Bob has to put on his big boy pants and come in here and ask me himself. And I said, I'm here. I'm on the board. I'm asking you. We do only programs for kids. We do. We did Easter egg hunts. We did fall fests. We did, and and we we collaborated with the park and with and we needed more support. And little does he know, or maybe he does. I'm. I, I don't want to assume anything, but uh, technically, me talking to him is an ethics violation. 
It is an oh, ethics violation. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so I can't actually go into his office and talk to him about the park. Yeah. I can't. I, I And look, I know that, and, and I think that's one of the things that people, like, when, when uh, I ask for a lawn sign, I, like, I'm even a little bit nervous, but I'm like... All right, fine. You know, I'm all I'm in. I, I can't I, I can't sit by the sidelines anymore. And that's I think a lot of people and we have a very unique situation. We have one of the I was telling someone else that our ward is covered on the news probably more than anybody else's in regards to the behavior of our elected. And it's across all the news networks. It's Fox. It's NBC. It's CBC or CBS. It's uh, WTTW, the uh, radio, everything. He is in every single news network in the city of Chicago because of the inappropriate behavior, the uh, text messages. The, there is so much that you can't just ignore. And if you're just closing your eyes to this entire situation, that's a problem. Yeah. We need to open up and say, hey, enough is enough. And we it's not acceptable. Not anymore. Not in this day of age. And I'm, I'm not... I've said some things wrong, too, and I apologize for the things that I have said. But, you know, I don't think any... I have never harassed anybody for uh, being or campaigning for somebody else or anything like that. It's just inappropriate. It is. Do you, uh, it, it, here's the thing is, uh, for folks who aren't familiar again with the Northwest side and, and the kind of uh, retaliation that's gone, uh, it, it had been directed towards residents, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't even really, I get the feeling that a lot of folks sometimes don't know this kind of behavior. Have you found at the doors or people you've talked to know about these stories and, and some of the ugliness that's happened? Yes. Many people won't put up signs because they're afraid of the retaliation. Yeah. They're afraid of the uh, relentless campaign tactics of knocking on your door consistently and constantly. It is it is a real nightmare for them. Some of them don't feel safe. I mean, uh, yeah. somebody came into my house and they saw a particular vehicle sitting out in front of my house and they were afraid to come in the house because they thought it was part of his uh, his buddies. You know, for folks who are listening and they're like, well, you know, Patty, shouldn't you be neutral? Uh, I will tell you right now, first of all, this is a commentary show, uh, and I follow the lead of some of the other weekend hosts who are like, who, they tell us who they endorse. The other thing is, is that Jim Gardner is a... Are you, do you want to join me in a few minutes? Yeah, hold on, give me one minute, and I'll wrap this up and, and bring you... Before, you got to start at 7? Let me... Uh, J- Justin Kaufman's here, but I want to say this... Um, the thing is that uh, I'm a commentator, and Jim Gardner is a Democrat in name only. He's our Democratic committeeman, has done nothing to register voters, to get the word out about Biden's campaign, about the mayoral election. And he actually used his own office in order to tell people where to poll, and not as a committeeman, but as the alderman, which is also unethical. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit by the, on the sidelines and it's say totally this It's totally unethical, and not only that, but he was bounced out of the uh, Democratic uh, committee party, even though he's technically the elected official for it. He was bounced out of the party because of the inappropriate misogynist texts that he was sending to other uh, other people, other candidates, other, other people, uh, talking about constituents and awards, how he told somebody, don't don't deny her services. Don't give her anything. Right. And that's documented in the court system now. It is. You can subpoena. It's. It, there are these things are there. Yeah. How can anybody ignore it? Well, I'm glad that you got involved, and uh, and uh, we. I'd love to have you on my show in studio sometime. I've got to take a break here because I'm going to grab Justin. Actually, I'm going to. Hey, Justin. 
I'm going to grab Justin Kaufman and throw him on for a minute. Uh, also, while I, I switch headphones for a second, if you could tap him on the shoulder, that's Bob Simpson, who is a volunteer on the uh, Susanna Ernst campaign for the 45th Ward. Uh, I also want to quickly read a text I got from Fritz Kagey, who says that uh, actually the rule changed on vacancy in 2020, so you don't get a big reduction uh, for being vacant anymore, and he can explain more. Hopefully we'll have him on the show soon. But right now I have Justin Kaufman, who is the moderator <laughs> for tonight's forum. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> I haven't seen you in person in I, I don't even I, know how long, right? Well, it's so funny because hearing your voice, like having you on, was like it, it yeah. made my heart so yeah, warm. Yes, our, our time at WGN for yes. all those all those nights we were we'd have our crosstalk that would be like fifteen minutes long. The best <laughs> nights were when we had bands on Mondays. Yes. Do you, well, somebody will talk. Yeah, about we'll talk that about that some some other time. Off air, right? I, uh, anyway, I am really excited that you're the moderator for this forum. Yep. Uh, you've got six candidates that will be on stage. Yep. What's the uh, What's the format? What have, the what format have been told? will be question answer, ninety seconds, uh, sixty seconds, and lightning round. So it'll be, it, you know, the Natick newspapers puts this together, and Brian has done a great job of, and, and with his board, putting together the questions, the topics, uh, everything from transportation to affordable housing to ethics and, and, you know, leadership. Sure. And so I think that some of those bigger topics are going to be the longer 90s. Each person gets 90 seconds and the lightning round stuff like, you know, what neighborhood are, do you actually live in? It's just so quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, I did this four years ago sure. and it wasn't as packed as this. Oh, really? It well, was not. It well, was also a really cold night. I remember that. Like it was one like the next day was going to be the polar vortex. Everybody put your, your stuff away, you know. Like, but it was heated that time. It was, yeah. And it was. And it wasn't as crowded. And I just remember the um, the candidates' opening statements were essentially apologies for whatever scandal was going on at the time. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was like, I well, this is a that. good start. Uh, this is with John Arena and, and Jim Gardner. But the... Um, so here we are, and it's great to see there's a lot of ex- excitement here. Wow, Isn't I love that you're broadcasting live. How great. Oh, yeah. No, there, there well, this is my... I, so this was a movie theater uh, up until about the 1980s. Yeah. So I saw Star Wars right oh, in great. this theater. So ah. you know that... That's, I've been telling this story so many times, but in this theater, it's as at Starry Sky. So imagine being six years old, yeah. and you're in Star Wars, and it feels like you're in space. It How was great. amazing. How great. Perfect yeah. way to watch that movie, right? It was It was <laughs> wonderful. And here, so with the, with the 90 seconds, are, are there opportunities for rebuttals or no? Do you it know? depends. I mean, it depends on... Are you, you going to call I'll the play, shots on I'll it? call the shots on it. I, you know, I try to... I've done a couple of these, and if, as long as everybody is respectful of the time, I don't mind the kind of crosstalk and kind of going back and forth with each other. It's when everybody takes their 90 seconds, and then they want another three minutes, and then they want another five minutes. Everyone's like, all right, this is not... So, so I hope that everybody's respectful, and I think they will be. They're, they're You know, I feel like everybody's ready for this. <laughs> it feels like a... I hate to say it, feels like a boxing match. Like, it's like the beginning uh, out here. There's popcorn I and know, beer, I and know. <laughs> like, everyone's ready to go. I've had so many I, people go, you ready for tonight? I'm like, it's a moderated forum yeah. for the 45th Ward. I mean, it should be pretty respectful, I would hope, but we'll see. Well, and again, I, so you mentioned Brian Nadig. I used to deliver newspapers for the Nadig <laughs> Press great. when I was uh, 13 years old, so it's so wild. Yeah. And uh, and it really is. I was talking to Vitress Boyce, who's running for the 24th Ward. I didn't want to interview the candidates necessarily because I do have skin in the race, and I've been very yeah, honest yeah, about right, that. Right. That's why you're not doing this, this right? That's why I'm not doing the forum. No, no, no. This and, would be yours. And I don't think that they, <laughs> they would. Call, they call in the uh, out-of-ward people to moderate. <laughs> I don't live in the 45th Ward, yeah. but that's why they're like, I think you'll be objective on that. Yeah. Yes, right, exactly. Right. And, and, you, and you're really good at this. Uh, you know, I've done a couple. I did it when it was 11 candidates for the mayor's oh, race. Oh, that's so hard. And, yeah. and it's a lot, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. What, what do you do while you're uh, listening to their responses? Because, we, yeah. you know, you're, you have the set format. You know, and you you kind of want to be like you said respectful, yeah. but then also manage like what direction it I don't goes. Like, in. I don't like this format as 
much as say like how we used to do talk show interview stuff because you can manage your own clock. Yeah. Meaning I can look and say, okay, this is really going somewhere. Let's stay with it. This, you, I mean, I, I, when I remember the last time I did this, it was really about pulling out my phone and making sure that they were to the 90 seconds, that they were to the 60 seconds because that is important for fairness. So there was a little bit of that. So that just, that, that sometimes I get into it. You know, you make an eye contact or, or maybe you're watching and you're like very intro. I have a follow-up question as a journalist or a talk show host. You, that's not really my place to be like, yeah. I have another question for you. I have another question <laughs> hey, for uh, you. On exactly. that note, uh, it's a different feel than it is when you're hosting a talk show. Yeah, and I and look, I think that, you know, six candidates is kind of manageable. I don't think that having all nine candidates the other night. I mean, yeah, what were your, crazy. That was kind of out of control. And I do prefer, like you said, you learn more about a candidate. And those candidates want a grandstand, too. Yeah. Not thing they, they these don't, but those candidates want they want the billing, they want the top billing, so they're taking all the time. They're they're pressing everybody. They're taking shots at each other. Sure. I'm sure it's very hard to do the mayoral. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I was so happy to have. I was with Joan Esposito yeah, and great. Santita you guys Jackson, are pros, and they though. were yeah, wonderful. That's, that's a pro setup. Yeah, so I, you're right. It is it is filling in here, and uh, and I'm it seeing is. I'm seeing some other people running for other offices. Have you been following like the uh, police board I know, races? Right? I haven't followed, but I I know that it's. Ha- I mean, the tribe did some great stuff about how some places didn't even have applic- applicants. People didn't even uh, sign up no. for it, you know, and, and they really had to shake the tree to get people out and like all that. And now, I mean, after what happened in Memphis and what we're seeing with the Chicago Police Department, just uh, the idea of, of more and more calls for, uh, for you know, for the uh, chief of police, uh, David Brown. Yeah. It is important to have those these brand new district councils to to be a part of the policing strategy and the policing in Chicago. So even though they're overlooked, they're super important. Well, the thing too is that in this neighborhood, because we're in the 16th district and it's a uh, heavily populated by first responders, yeah. most of the candidates are like rah rah police, which okay. is which is you know for the community. I'm just worried that we're going to have a lot of people who just want to have pizza parties for the police every month. Yep. And uh, and I have guess who's running for police board. Who? Dan Richmond from WGN, oh, member yeah. in our sales yeah, yeah, department. Yeah, of course. Went over I'm, to XRT, right. Yeah, He's a police I, board guy, I, huh? I'm going to be uh, interviewing him tomorrow. So oh, that's great. Tell him I said hello. That's I great. will. He'll be on at 5 o'clock tomorrow. So I know you've awesome. got you to get set up. Yes, i got to go so get set up. So that's but. Justin Kaufman. This will be, uh, I'll be live streaming this on the Patty Vasquez show page. I know that there's a lot of places where you can watch. Uh, Justin, good luck. Awesome to see you. <laughs> so awesome to see, to see you, you, Patty. I will talk to you again <laughs> soon. Again, we are broadcasting live from the Copernicus Center. The 45th Ward Dems Forum is about to start in about 12 minutes so you still have time to come over it's going to go for about an hour and a half don't you think justin about an hour and a half yeah something like that so come on by the, the bar is open in case you need a, a refreshment and uh and i'm excited to uh, to see how this all turns out let me take a break here we'll wrap up i know that judy uh i think that she's been on i, I don't know if she's still on hold but i will take judy from niles if she hung in there uh when we come back on wcpt 820 heartland signal Mind over matters. Dr. Amy Harris. Nuan, as you know, this show is about challenging you to think differently, to make different choices in your life, to take action, to create positive outcomes in your life. So I want to challenge you to look at your life holistically. To where am I satisfied? What areas uh, need attention? And then go to work, take an action what you need to do. Mind over matters with Dr. Amy Harris Nuan. Sundays at 10 a.m. on WCPT 820. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. 
We are broadcasting live from the Copernicus Center. Candidate V-Trust Boyce is leaving because her campaign manager's like, there's no voters here. Awesome. We need to get you back to the neighborhood is what he's saying. There you go. And well we, done. <laughs> thank you so Dollars much. Dollars and doors. Go get them. All right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jerry's joining me back on online because, uh, the, you know, to be honest, and I, I'm very uh, upfront about this on the air, uh, while I love my neighborhood, there are individuals who make it challenging for me. So I've decided to bring there's in my, my yeah. comfort friend yeah. to help my heart rate stay uh, stabilized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's filling up. I'm like a therapy I, dog. Right? No, I, I realize that I, I made it sound that way. No, it's but okay. seriously, like there's a no. candidate for the 16th board who yeah. knows he's standing right there. Right. I and, and I have no problem telling people that they should not vote for Dave Feller. Right. Uh, he is somebody who doesn't believe that immigrants should be should know their rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I, I cle- <laughs> okay. I cleared that room up, right. didn't oh, I? Judy, don't forget. Uh, Judy is on hold. Let's that's talk right. to Judy don't and Niles. Uh, yeah. See, that's why I needed you. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, Judy, how are you doing? Hi, Betty. Hi, Jerry. Hey. Hello, Judy. Hello. I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of uh, laundry detergent. I think I need some more. Need some more what? She's out of laundry detergent. Oh, there you go. Is that because I made you wait so long? You've been on hold up for a while. I know I had candidates on and some yeah, other guests. Well, that's, what, that's what Jerry handed me last year. Exactly. I gave her. I gave her the jug of laundry detergent. <laughs> I grew up in the dry cleaning business, so I'm I'm Mister Clean. If you need That's some ironing done, I can cover you. It's, my ex-wife kept me around long enough, so long because I did all the ironing in the house. So uh, if you need any help there, let me know. I just did some ironing. They they oh. used to make sheets non-wrinkle now, and now you. Have oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're ironing the sheets. You are hardcore, young lady. <laughs> I know. I'm really hardcore, but I don't like them all wrinkly up. So, I hear you. I don't blame you. The Natig name was what maybe and I thought Natig, Natig, I know that name. But I can remember visually more than auditorially that, oh, my God, that's where my husband, when we were very first working, that's where he worked. He worked what? at the end of the line. Yeah, he worked at the end of the line, you know. Holy smell. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah, right around the corner from the terminal grill. <laughs> Wow, look at that. Name, how can you name a place you eat food, the terminal grill? <laughs> Good point. We're all, we're all destinations end. Exactly. Wait, all, all travel ends, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. It reminded me of our early days. I had to pick him up a few times because he had just gotten divorced and he was buying little cars that were beaters and they would fall apart. <laughs> so a lot of times I'd have so, to drive down and get him. So I'd been inside that. They didn't print the paper there. They printed. Oh, I was going to ask you. Did he did smell like ink? Because that that stuff could be uh, <laughs> yeah. to- toxic. That stuff, some hardcore stuff. Yeah, but I no, like he was not on that ink. that side. Okay. <laughs> I like smelling ink. I like smelling. <laughs> I mean, I'm really one of those weird people. Well, the ditto oh, paper. Oh, no, I was like that, too, because my dad used to work on cars, and I love the smell of motor oil and yeah. gasoline. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. sort of a. Oil trucks. <laughs> he smelled like. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And again, back with me and dry cleaning, the perclethylene perk. I have. I, you still? I, oh, I no. I, I, it's in my veins. I grew up with that stuff. So it's uh, a sense memory kid. thing oh, for oh, you too. Completely. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. In the early days, my dad delivered the. the what is the stuff that cleans the for cleaning? Early on, there was one that was like uh, very flammable that they used to use way back when. Um, yeah, naphtha. I still. I, yeah, naphtha. I naphtha. That's it. Yeah, naphtha. The dry cleaners would literally blow up. It was very flammable uh, uh, and all that. But the, the the newer one, which is no, it's actually outlawed now, was perchlorethylene. Uh, that stuff, I, I I know I could smell that in my 
uh, anytime I yeah. And that wasn't as uh, that didn't that didn't that didn't blow up as much. But, <laughs> but now, but it was bad for the ecology, and so now they've got some other news. Well, I don't no, even know what technology they're using. I don't even know I what like they're doing. Blanket now. wash that they clean the presses with. Yep, that will take the spot out of anything. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for calling, Judy. We're going to wrap up in just a moment. I hope that you're well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I had weird I, conversation. What did I start off with? What were I, I was talking about? Oh, boot, I'm talking about tights and dry tights. And now, yeah, poor Jerry. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to Jerry about what's going on in the neighborhood. I'm, people I'm, are like, if you can't tell, I'm trying to distract Patty people. Yeah. <laughs> so the lobby is, uh, folks oh, in the lobby are starting to move into the theater. Yeah. The forum is going to uh, start up. I know the line for the bar has also grown. There's uh, our friend Don, yeah. who helps volunteer at the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. There you go. Uh, which is going to be 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here at the Copernicus Center. It'll be in the annex, which is the entrance is just a little bit uh, east of the main entrance, and we'll have uh, all kinds of great vendors there. Are you, Bloody Marys? Are you joining us? Yes, there'll be oh. Bloody Marys. Yeah. There's... Uh, we'll see. I got. I may be working Sunday morning, but I'll, I'll see. You're busy. So uh, what are you looking forward to in this in this forum, Jerry? Wow. Uh, I, <laughs> just hanging on. It's just going to be get some popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's going to be exciting. But we got a good moderator. I mean, you know, Justin yeah, yeah, just what he's doing, so that, that's, that's Definitely key. better him than me. Well, well, this is not your room. You, no. this is, you're good, but this would be a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get into the game. But, him, but he's he's class act, so yeah. that'll be helpful. And there's security, so that's good. <laughs> For them and me, yeah. is all I'm saying. I think everybody can agree with that. I'm trying to see some of the, the folks that have come in as well. Uh, I know that, oh, there's a Mike Rabbit who ran for a state rep uh, against an appointed uh, incumbent. And uh, I'm sure we have a lot to catch up on that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd, uh, I'd love to pull, uh, pull out, tuck on his ear a little bit about how okay. that are we good on yeah. time? You're, you're leaving back here on me. Hey, she's going long, Lady B. I got to watch her here. Five o'clock. Uh, hi, folks. So yeah, I got I got to jump in line and uh, and uh, grab a drink in just a little bit too because uh, it's going to be that kind of night. So wait, wait, wait. so fo- folks, hey, good to see you. I'll be out in just one moment. Uh, so again, the audience has started to fill the auditorium. The forum starts in just a few minutes, but you'll have time. I'm sure it's going to go for at least an hour and a half. And everyone's really excited to see what the candidates have to say. Jerry, thank you so much for helping me all, set up all here. Good, no problem. Appreciate and it. If, if, Watch the news tomorrow morning in case things. <laughs> case, case there's fireworks. Case Jefferson Park is. Yeah, uh, in case it becomes a fire hazard. Uh, thank you, Lady B. And uh, Devil's Advocates up next. Thank you to all of our. Hold on. Thank you to all of oh, our yes. sponsors Kids Above All, Monaco Brewing, and our friends at uh, War- Warren Price at European U.S. Car Service. Happy birthday, Kirk Bankstead. Happy birthday, Kirk. Devil's Advocates up next with Mike Cruz.